Then, Shaykh al-Islam Muhammad ibn Abdul Wahhab, rahimahullah, he moves on, continues with this point, but Allah, he continues with the point with regard to Shahada, but he moves on to the second part of the Shahada. So he says, and what occurs on page 175 of this Lebanese print, page 135 of the Egyptian print, وَدَلِيلُ شَهَادَةِ أَنَّ مُحَمَّدًا رَسُولُ اللَّهِ قَوْلُهُ لَقَدْ جَاءَكُمْ رَسُولٌ مِنْ أَنْفُسِكُمْ عَزِيزٌ عَلَيْهِ مَا عَلِبْتُمْ حَرِيصٌ حَرِيصٌ عَلَيْكُمْ بِالْمُؤْمِنِينَ عَرُوفٌ وَرَحِيمٌ الآيات نسوت التوبة He said, and the proof for the testification that Muhammad is the messenger of Allah is his saying and then he quotes the ayah from Surah Tawbah, the ninth surah, ayah 128. The ayah before the last in Surah Tawbah, with the exclamation, There has indeed come to you a messenger from Allah, from amongst yourselves. It grieves him that you undergo suffering. He is eager and anxious for your guidance. And he is full of compassion and mercy for the believers. <coughs> Shaykh Fawzan said in explanation, the first pillar from the pillars of Islam. Because if you remember, all this section is part of the section with regard to the, the second principle, the, the servant's knowledge of his religion. His religion being Islam, and we had that Islam has pillars, has five pillars. So this is the first of the five pillars, the testification. La ilaha illallah, man has a right to worship except Allah. And Muhammadun Rasulullah, Muhammad is the messenger of Allah. So he mentioned, and the proof. So we dealt last week with the proof and the points with regard to the first part of the Shahada. La ilaha illallah, man has a right to worship except Allah. Its pillars and its conditions. Now he moves the second part of the shahada, so Shaykh Fawzan said, the first pillar from the pillars of Islam is composed of two matters. The first is the testification that la ilaha illallah, that none has the right to be worshipped except Allah. And the second, which is what he's going to deal with now this week, and the second is the testification that Muhammad is the messenger of Allah and the Muhammadan Rasulullah. The Shaykh said, so these two are a single pillar. These two testifications they come together, they are a single pillar. The first pillar of Islam. So the second is the testification that Muhammad is the messenger of Allah and these two are a single pillar. The first part means al-ikhlas fil ibadah The first part means making one's worship purely and sincerely. And the second part means mutaba'atul rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The second part means following the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So in other words, it's a single pillar with two parts. Then the Shaykh said, and the proof for the testification that Muhammad is the Messenger of Allah is his saying, the ayah which is in the text. 
لقد جاءكم رسول من أنفسكم عزيز علينا أنتم حريص عليكم للمؤمنين رؤوف رحيم. In the explanation there has indeed come to the messenger from Allah, from amongst yourselves. It grieves him that you undergo suffering. He is eager and anxious for your guidance, and he is full of compassion and mercy for the believers. Shaykh Muzan said, and the proofs for intensification that Muhammad is the messenger of Allah are many in the book and the sunnah. And also the amazing mu'jizat, the amazing miracles which prove his sallallahu messengership. So in other words, as the Shaykh said, there are many evidences for this point. The authors brought one here, this ayah as one evidence, but there are many. Many evidences in the, in the Book of Allah, many evidences in the Sunnah, and many evidences in the miracles which occurred, which the Prophet وسلم, which occurred for him. And he said, and from the book, from the Kitab, is this ayah. And from the proofs from the Book of Allah, for this, for this test, the second part of the testification, is this ayah. He the Most High says, لَقَدْ جَاءَكُمْ رَسُولٌ مِنْ أَنْفُسِكُمْ عَزِيزٌ عَلَيْهِ مَا عَنِبْتُمْ حَرِيصٌ عَلَيْكُمْ بِالْمُؤْمِنِينَ بِالْمُؤْمِنِينَ رَعُوفًا وَرَحِيمًا Same ayah. The explanation again. There has indeed come to you a messenger from Allah from amongst yourselves. It grieves him that you undergo suffering. He is eager and anxious for your guidance and he is full of compassion and mercy for the believers. Shaykh Rosan said, so this is a witness, a shahada, from Allah for this messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, for his risala, for his messengership, and an explanation of his characteristics. This ayah is, testi- is a testimony from Allah that the Allah's messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, is indeed his messenger. And it is a description of some of his characteristics. Then the remainder of the explanation here, which Shaykh Al-Fawzan brings, the remainder of what we'll take today, insha'Allah, is an explanation from Shaykh Al-Fawzan for the words of the ayah. So he said, his saying, he the most high, لَقَدْ جَاءَكُمْ Shaykh Al-Fawzan said, the la, you write the first la, la, لَقَدْ جَاءَكُمْ he said the letter, the Laam is Laam al-Qasim, is the Laam of an oath. The Laam at the beginning of Laqad. La is a Laam to indicate an oath. So he carries along with it, Qasamun Muqaddaran, Taqdiruhu Wallahi Laqad Ja'akum. As I said, so it carries along with it, means that a lamb indicating an oath is being made. So therefore it carries along with it an oath which is understood. I mean, the oath is not stated in the text, you don't see it in the wording, but it's understood in the meaning. It's muqaddar. It's not there in the wording, but it's understood automatically when this is said. So the oath is understood and it's taken to be, Wallahi, by Allah, there has certainly come to you. In other words, that is the meaning that we take the part of the eye to have. By Allah, there has certainly come to you. 
Shaykh explains the word Qad. He said, Qad is a harf ta'aqeeq wa ta'aqeed ba'da ta'aqeed. He said the word Qad. It's already understood oath in the ayah. Then the word Qad, he said, is a particle for confirmation and for further emphasis. Ja'akum with the meaning he has come to you. Shaykh Farzan said, meaning all mankind. He has come to you, Ja'akum, he has come to you, meaning all mankind. This is an address to the whole of mankind. Because his messengership was general to all of the Thaqalain, to all of the two weighty species, mankind and the jinn. All of them. His messengership was to all of them. All of the jinn and all of mankind. Explains the next word, Rasul. A messenger. And then Shaykh Razan, he gives a definition of a Rasul, a messenger. He said, He, a messenger, Rasul, is one who had revelation sent to him, or rather he said he is one who had a revealed law sent to him by revelation, and he was commanded to convey it. And as a side point here, then this is a definition we've had uh, a number of times in Aqidah Wasatiyah, and other times as well, and Tahawiyah likewise. The definition that is very commonly mentioned by, very commonly found, that a Nabi, a Prophet, is one who received revelation from Allah, but he was not commanded to propagate it, not commanded to convey it to anyone. Whereas a Rasul, he received a revealed law, and he was commanded to convey it, to call to it and convey it. So as a side point here, then some of the people of knowledge disagree with the, this definition. And amongst them, Shaykh, there are different definitions which some others of the people of knowledge give. Amongst them was the definition given by Shaykh al-Islam in Taymiyyah in his book, Al-Nubu'at. What his definition amounts to is that a prophet, a nabi, was one whom Allah sent with a revealed law. A prophet, a nabi, is one whom Allah sent with a revealed law. And Allah commanded him to convey it to his followers, to the believers. Not to opponents, not to unbelievers, opponents. Whereas a Rasul, a messenger, is one whom Allah sent with the revealed law to call all of the people in his time to. Those who, agree, those who agreed with him or those who opposed him. Whether it's a new revealed law or whether it's one from before. Then he gives some examples from different prophets. Allah So just a side point that some of the people knowledge they differ. And there are other definitions as well which people knowledge give. That's a side point there. So as for what Shaykh Fawzan mentioned, then he said a Rasul is one who had a revealed law sent to him and he was commanded to convey it. He was called a Rasul, a messenger, because he was Mursa, he was sent with a message by Allah, the Perfect and Most High. 
the Rasul is someone sent with a message. Then it explains the wording, Min anfusikum, from your own selves. Sheikh Rauzan said, meaning min jinsikum, from your own species, from your own type. from humankind, he was a human being and he was not an angel from the angels and this was the sunnah of Allah, this was the way of Allah, the perfect and most high that he would send to mankind messengers from them in order to make the affair clear and in order for them to speak with them So, or rather, and because they knew them, he sent Allah's way with regard to the people is that he would send the messengers who were people from amongst them. So that the people could speak with the other people who they were sent to, and because they would be that they would know, they would be aware of that person who was sent, they would know him. It's a person from amongst them, they would know him. <coughs> then the Shaykh said, and if he had sent as a messenger to them an angel, they would, they would not have been able to speak with him because he would not have been from their type of being and also they would not have been able to see the angel because he was not of their type of being the angels are different types of being that we don't see we don't see and we don't speak <coughs> so from his mercy he the perfect and most high is that he sent as messengers to the men he sent as a messenger to mankind a messenger from their own time indeed from the Arabs and from, from the most noble of the houses of the Arabs in lineage from the Banu Hashim the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa is from the tribe of Banu Hashim those who are the most honorable in lineage of Quraysh and Quraysh are the most honorable of the Arabs in lineage so he was the chosen and best one especially chosen from the best of the people in other words, we, we believe and we are sure that the best of the people, the best tribe on the face of the earth is the tribe of Quraysh. And the best part of that is the Banu Hashim. The best, the best clan from the Quraysh is the Banu Hashim. And the Prophet was from Banu Hashim. The best clan from the best tribe. said, they knew him and they knew of his person they knew his personality and they knew his lineage and they knew his tribe and they knew his town if they had not known him if they had not known him then how could they attest to his truthfulness and they knew him perfectly well they knew that when he came, he was a truthful person. If they didn't know him, how could they possibly attest to him being a truthful person if they didn't know him? 
But they knew him. They knew his tribe, they knew his land. So they attested, it was upon him to attest his truthfulness, they knew him. The Sheikh said, and if he came with other than their language, then how could they understand his speech? Azizun alayhi ma anittum. The explanation, it grieves him greatly that you should suffer. Sheikh al-Fazam said, he's saying azizun, meaning, it troubled him, sallallahu alayhi wa It was Aziz, it was great trouble upon him. Whatever troubles you. Shaykh said, meaning, whatever troubles you. He was troubled by? Whatever troubles you. And anat means inconvenience and hardship. And the Messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, was troubled by whatever caused trouble to his nation. He had not used to want hardship for them. Rather, he wanted ease and easiness for them. And therefore, his sharia, his revealed law, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, came sahla samha, as something easy and easygoing. He, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, said, بُعِثْتُ بِالْحَنِيفِيَةِ السَّمْحَةِ I was sent with the straight and true religion, the easy religion, the religion of ease. In a footnote, they mention the hadith reported by Ahmad, and they quote a reference to one of the newer versions of Ahmad, and in the old version, it's in volume 5, page 266. It's from a hadith, as I mentioned, of, of Abu Umar al-Bahili, radiallahu anhu. And this hadith is part of a longer wording that I was not sent with Judaism, and I was not sent with Christianity, but rather I was sent with al-Hanifiyyat al-Samha. I was sent with the true religion of Tawheed, the easy religion. As for this hadith, then this hadith was declared strong by Shaykh al-Rabani in al in As-Sahiha, number 2924, because of its witnesses. I mean, there are some weakness in the chain of narration, but however, there are witnesses for each part. It's a longer hadith, and Shaykh al-Rabani mentions the parts, the different parts of the hadith. They have witnesses and support. So Shaykh al-Bani declared the hadith to be strong. In one of his later works, As-Sahiha, number 2924. Back to the explanation that Shaykh Razan said, having mentioned the hadith, I was sent with the true religion of Tawheed, true and straight religion of Tawheed, the easy religion. He said, He the Most High said, وَمَا جَعَلَ عَلَيْكُمْ فِي الدِّينِ مِنْ حَرَجِ Surah Al-Hajj, the 22nd Surah, Ayah 78. With the explanation, And He, Allah the Most High, He did not place upon you any hardship in the religion. He did not place upon you any hardship in the religion. 
And he said, مَا يُرِيدُ اللَّهُ يَجْعَلَ عَلَيْكُمْ مِنْ حَرَجِ Surah Al-Ma'idah, the fifth surah, ayah six. With the explanation, Allah does not wish to place any hardship upon you. Shaykh Rauzan said, so his Sharia, his revealed way, is sahla, is easy. It goes along with the capability of the people. And with what those forgiven duties are able to do. And it does not burden them with things that they are not capable of. And therefore, the Prophet ﷺ, he used to love to make things easy for them. And he was never given a choice between two matters, except that he chose the easiest one of the two, as long as it was not sinful. And he used to love to perform an action, but he would leave it, out of compassion for his nation. He would leave the action, even though he loved it, even though he loved to do it, from the righteous deeds, in order that he should not put difficulty upon his nation. These were from his characteristics, that whatever was a difficulty for his, whatever caused difficulty for his nation, was a difficulty, he felt difficulty himself, And he would become pleased with whatever was pleasing to them. And he would be joyful with whatever caused them to be joyful. And whoever has these as his characteristics, then there is no doubt that he will not bring except that which is khayr and rahmah. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Such a person will not bring anything except that which is good and mercy. Harisum alaykum. The explanation, he is eager and anxious for you. Sheikh said meaning. For your guidance, for your hidayah, for your guidance. And that you be taken out from the darkness into light. And therefore he used to bear difficulties in calling the people. I mean, he didn't like difficulty, as we read, he didn't like anything that caused hardship for his people, but he himself bore difficulty, bore hardships. As the Sheikh said, he himself, he bore difficulty in calling the people, seeking that they should be guided, and seeking to take them out from darkness into light, to such an extent that Allah said to him, لَأَلَّكَ دَاخِئُمْ نَفْسَكَ أَلَّا يَكُلُّ مُؤْمِنِينَ Surah Al-Shu'ara, 26th Surah, Ayah 3. With the explanation, perhaps, being addressed to the Prophet perhaps you would destroy yourself with grief at their not believing. Shaykh Al-Azhan said, meaning, perhaps you would bring about your own destruction that they do not have iman, that they do not believe because of grief 
so do not grieve for them. The Shaykh said, and this was from the completeness of his sincerity. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The Mu'minina Ra'ufun Rahim. The expression that he was compassionate, merciful towards the believers. Shaykh Mawzan said, Ra'uf is from Ara'fa, is from compassion. And that is Ar-Rifq wa And it means tenderness and kindness. Rahim, the meaning merciful, Shaykh said, he described him with, with Rahmah, with mercy. So he was not the Khalid, he was not harsh. Shaykh Razan closed the ayah فَبِمَا رَحْمَةٍ مِنَ اللَّهِ لِنْتَ لَهُمْ وَلَوْ كُنْتَ فَضْضًا غَلِيبَ الْقَلْبِ لَنْ فَضْضُوا مِنْ حَوْلِكَ Surah Ali Imran, the third surah, on 159 With the explanation again, and the rest from Allah the Most High to the Prophet wasallam. So by mercy from Allah, you were gentle with them And if you had been severe and hard-hearted they would have dispersed from around you. <laughs> Shaykh Fazan said, He, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, was mutawadi'an, he was humble, laymina, <coughs> gentle with the believers. He would lower his wing in gentleness, in gentleness and he would meet them with a smiling face and with love and affection and fine treatment. These were from his وسلم, characteristics. Shaykh Razan said, summarizing, Allah mentioned five attributes for this messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The first of them is that he was minkum. He was from you, from amongst you. The second was that he was azizun alayhi ma anittum. He was troubled by whatever troubles you. The third was harisun alaykum, that he was eager and anxious for you. And the fourth was Bilmu'minina Ra'uf and he was compassionate towards the believers. And the fifth, that he was Rahim, that he was merciful. Shaykh Razan said five characteristics from the characteristics of this Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And the compassion and mercy were mentioned specifically for the believers, for the mu'mineen. When he was mentioned as being compassionate and merciful towards whom? Towards the mu'mineen, towards the people of Iman, towards the believers. So they were specialized with that, they were particularized with that rather. He said, since he, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, was ghalif, he was stern upon the people of shirk, and the muhammadin, and the obstinate and willful rejected truth, He would become angry for 
for that which angered Allah, the Perfect and Most High. Just as He, the Most High, said, Ya ayyuhan nabiyu jahid al-kuffar wal-munafiqeen wal-ghulub alayhim wa ma'awakin jahannam wa bi'sa al-masir. Surah Tawbah, the 9th Surah, Ayah 73. With the explanation, O Prophet, strive against the unbelievers and the hypocrites and be stern against them and their dwelling place will be the hellfire and not an evil destination. So Shaykh Razan said, the Rahmah, the mercy and the Ra'fa and the compassion was specific for the Mu'mineen, for the believers. And likewise, the believers are to be with each other. And the is the evidence for that. And just as the Prophet ﷺ had mercy and compassion towards the believers, likewise the believers amongst themselves are to be in the same way. They are to follow his example in that. The Shaykh is his example. And the Shaykh is the proof of that. Muhammadun Rasulullah wal-ladheena ma'ahum ashidda'u ala al-kuffari wa-hamaa'u bainahum. Surah Al-Fatih, the 48th Surah, Ayah 29, with the explanation, Muhammad is the Messenger of Allah, and those who are with him are stern against the unbelievers, merciful amongst themselves. Shaykh Razan said, these were his, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, characteristics.